Welcome to the first episode of the NorCal Cycling Podcast. And since I don't have any guests to bring on yet, no one has beaten down my doors to get on uh, my homegrown podcast here. I'm going to tackle a subject that's somewhat controversial, but very near and dear to me. Um, And that that subject is uh, the matter of Zwift. For me, Zwift has been a, a game changer in my training and um, just something that I've really embraced as someone that has always enjoyed video games from being a young kid till today. Something about the competition of a video game, even if it's against a computer or against another person, more ideally, um, that really gets me motivated in a similar way to competition outdoors does so that's just me i know for many others uh not not big fans of video games and i can certainly understand why video games aren't engaging to everyone Um, but the topic of of zwift seems to be pretty divisive amongst the cycling community uh, especially here in northern california Many, uh, many around me seem to, and I can't speak for everybody, but I know that a few of the conversations that I have that are very candid, people view Zwift as a threat. They think um, Zwift might be undermining the overall sport of cycling in some way. And I don't quite understand that, but um, I think part of it is just due to their lack of education of of what Zwift really is. So in this podcast, I'm going to attempt to not go deep, uh, but just really scratch the surface here of the reason why I engaged with uh, this video game and some of the pros and cons just from my perspective, and maybe um, just give a little insight as to why some of us, certainly not all of us, but why some of us Uh, engage in indoor training, uh, indoor cycling uh, through the Zwift platform. Um, So uh, here we go. I'm going to try to kick this off and and keep it, um, just keep it light. And um, I certainly don't want to make this a sales pitch or try to convince anybody that Zwift should be for them or they should be riding indoors as opposed to riding outdoors. I certainly don't see uh, this platform as a substitute for getting outside. It definitely is not. Um, but let's see what um, let's see what you think about the perspective. So first, I'll give you a little bit of background on me, what type of cyclist I am. I'm a primarily a road cyclist. I do 95% of my bicycle riding uh, on the roads. Uh, I do enjoy getting off roads from time to time, but um, there's just something about the continuity of riding a road bike on a smooth surface and getting lost in the speed, uh, getting lost in your thoughts, uh, not necessarily have to thinking about uh, varied terrain. Um, it's I always enjoy 
being able to ride on roads that are not heavily traveled with traffic, obviously. Uh, but even roads that are heavily traveled, I'm able to zone a lot of that out. And um, one of the my biggest activities on a road bike is I, I enjoy training. Um, so I, I don't race a heck of a lot, but I enjoy training for specific events, and it just keeps me motivated. So I enjoy looking at my power numbers. Um, I definitely enjoy... Um, I don't know what I would do if I didn't have a power meter on my bike and I couldn't look back and review uh, whether it be an endurance ride or whether it be a, a VO2 max interval workout where I can compare and contrast um, my numbers with historical data. Uh, so I get motivated by competing against myself or just seeing where I am this year versus last year. Uh, so the, those numbers... Uh, the power data, the accumulated uh, riding data, the uh, climbing data, all that's very motivational. And, um, you know, in the past, I've, uh, I've been that type of person that has, I've tried to become more efficient with my training. I have a family. I have two children and a wife. And it's not always um, easy for me. In fact, it's virtually impossible for me to, for myself or to my family, more importantly, uh, to uh, justify going out for a four or five hour ride on a Saturday. If I do go out for a long ride on a weekend, I've always done it at, uh, at an early morning hour, so 5.30, 6, 6.30 a.m., uh, get back to the house by 9 a.m., so I'm not absent and, and make a whole day affair of it. And uh, I've done that for years. And never been much to, I just have never been able to get myself to um, ride an indoor trainer for extended periods of time. Although I, I definitely understood, I've always understood the, the efficiency of doing so. Uh, the fact that you're always pedaling, um, the fact that you're not freewheeling. If you go choose to, to climb uh, Mount Tamalpais, you know, you might, might take you 45 minutes to climb up to a certain point near the near the top of the mountain but then uh, you're descending your freewheeling essentially for 15 20 25 minutes sometimes uh, where you're not really getting any workout in uh, you're just getting cold uh, it's dangerous uh, coming down especially in the dark uh, if it's wet um, it just adds a higher element of risk so um, that's just to to set the stage. I, I, I've done that. Um, I've, I've spent plenty of time outdoors uh, versus indoors. Um, and largely, the older I've gotten, I'm uh, this year, I'll be, uh, my racing age is 49. It just be becomes less and less appealing to do that, to get up at 6.30 a.m. Or, or get up at 5.30 to, to get out and start riding at 6 or 6.15 or 6.30 on a weekend. Um, so when, uh, when Zwift came along and I started to uh, get engaged with the platform, you know, the alternative of, of riding two or even, uh, in some cases, three hours indoors um, was very appealing. I didn't have to go outside in the dark. Uh, I could stay in my own garage. If uh, my kids got up early and wanted breakfast, I could stop pedaling and, and uh, go inside and have breakfast with them, uh, come back out later in the day. 
So there was just a lot of, um, from a training standpoint, if I was totally focused on training, um, I wasn't really enjoying the outdoors. And uh, I was really just enjoying looking at my power data, um, you know, analyzing that afterwards and not thinking a whole heck of a lot about what I saw at 6.30, 7 o'clock a.m. up on the mountain because uh, I didn't see a lot. Um, and, you know, that that might explain a lot uh, to, to folks who I, I know there's a lot of people that go out and enjoy the outdoors that they can't understand how someone could ride in that fashion where they're not enjoying the outdoors and they're totally hyper-focused on training. Uh, but um, so that, that might give a little bit of perspective of what made the transition from outdoor riding to indoor so easy is, is that I really don't feel like I'm missing a heck of a lot. Um, you know, so what is Zwift? Um, in a nutshell, um, I see it as an alternative to the stationary bike. I see it as a highly efficient training tool. If you're time crunched, if you have an injury where you don't want to be out on the roads uh, at all hours and all conditions, um, I think it's extremely effective. It's a great supplement. Um, the hour that you ride on a trainer is um, certainly much more effective than trying to ride an hour outdoors. Um, it, it's also a lot easier if you don't know if you're even going to have an hour uh, to, uh, to you know, go into your garage or go into your pain cave and, and just spin for a while and, and not have to make that commitment to going outdoors or uh, going and doing a paradise loop or going and climbing the mountain and dealing with traffic and all the other risks associated with uh, being out there and, and being further away from home. Um, so that's, you know, that's what I think Zwift is. Um, what it's not, um, is not an alternative to the outdoors. I, I think it's, um, you know, if anything, I've appreciated the outdoors even more, uh, since I've been on the platform for a year and a half or so. And what it allows me to do instead of being out there, um, alone, looking at my power numbers, is it allows me to, you know, choose to do my training indoors and then get outside and do a bike ride with my kids, my wife, uh, do runs with my wife outdoors, which I much prefer to doing a run on a um, treadmill. Um, so it's, you know, I don't view it as something that, hey, I'm never going to go outside again because I'm, you know, a Zwift addict. Um, and, you know, I, I you know this is the same similar thing that gives video games a bad name. Uh, there are certain people who become addicted to video games, who then choose video games at the expense of any other activity in their life. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm sure to an extent I have, uh, you know, I've become a little bit of addicted to the gaming of Zwift, but it doesn't force me to... Um, you know, it doesn't force me to, to make these decisions um, about not going outdoors and, and that, you know, this is satisfying, uh, you know, my, my cycling or my running or every other activity that I do. So, um, you know, it's definitely not, and that's not what I think. Uh, I can't speak for the whole community, but 90% of the community, I think, feels in a similar fashion. Um, I do know that there are 
many folks in the Zwift community that choose to ride their bikes uh, on an indoor trainer and not on the roads because of uh, the fact that there's an anxiety attached to that, and rightfully so. Um, and you know, there are many folks that just don't ride their road bikes anymore. That's not to say they don't do other activities outdoors. Uh, they just choose to do it to stay away from traffic at least 90% of the time. And I can't fault them for that either. Um, so there are folks that, that are choosing as an alternative, but it's not that it's probably they weren't going to ride their bikes on the roads anyhow. Uh, they were going to probably find another sport, uh, another activity to, to get their exercise, going to a gym um, like most people do, especially in cold weather climates um, where, you know, going to a gym is not outdoors either. Going to a soul cycle class is not outdoors either. And, you know, most of uh, mainstream America um, and other countries will make that choice to, uh, to exercise indoors uh, because of the anxieties they might have about being outdoors or the, the variable terrain of the outdoors or the fact that you know, it's just more time efficient for them to go indoors. Um, anyhow, that's, uh, that's kind of my, um, my brief summary on, on why I do it. I think that Zwift is efficient. I think it's very safe. Uh, I think it's easy to do in small chunks or, or large chunks. Um, and I think it's uh, an effective training tool um, for me. And, you know, for me, I know one of the biggest um, objections to, uh, to Zwift is the, it's not cheap. Uh, for me, I feel it's, uh, it's very, compared to the cost of cycling in general, I think it's, um, from a resource standpoint, is, is, is pretty efficient because you're not as hard on your equipment in an indoor environment for the most part. Um, but there are added costs. Um, you're talking about a you know, to get an, an entry level um, setup, uh, about $800 for a, a decent trainer. You, a monitor is about 100 bucks, 120 bucks. Apple TV or a, a laptop is going to cost you. Uh, my Apple TV cost me $170. Maybe a heart rate monitor, throw that in there. Uh, so you can get a good entry level setup for under $1,000 on Swift. Uh, Peloton bike will cost you upwards of uh, $2,500. Um, any other equipment that you bring into your house would cost you much more. Um, so it's it's not a lot to get set up, but it does require a little bit of research and maybe a little tech savviness. Um, the uh, the platform hasn't quite made it that easy yet to uh, to plug and play, and I think that's that'll be coming sooner than later. Um, in order for uh, the Zwift platform to grow at the rate that I'm sure they're targeting growth going forward. So um, anyway, um, I don't know if that does anything for anybody, but that just gives you a summary of my background and what I look to get out of cycling in general and maybe gives uh, folks a better understanding of why it doesn't bother me to sit in a garage and, and pedal. Um, and, uh, you know, I know Zwift miles are not the same. They're, they're imaginary. Uh, they're not the same as road miles. But you're ultimately, if you're training uh, to race or you're 
um, you know, looking at gauging your, uh, your work, your workload of a given activity. The workload is uh, the workload, whether you're riding on a trainer or whether you're riding on pavement or whether you're riding on dirt. Um, it's uh, you know, the amount of power that you output over time is work. And um, that's what I'm going for and that's my objective. And um, you know, I still have to, I still have to uh, manage a career and manage a family and, and stay as safe as I can. So I have to also manage some of the, the risk reward with what I'm doing. And uh, that's, that's where I feel that um, Zwift has been an invaluable tool for me and you know, a real game changer in, um, in my training. Just the ability to, uh, to get much more packed in to a week and uh, you know, to put myself on a little bit more of an even playing field with, uh, with folks who are able to be a little more flexible with their schedules and, and get more time in outdoors. So um, there you have it, episode one of the NorCal Cycling Podcast on Zwift. Um, I'm sure I'll do more of these, and uh, I, I want to bring in some other perspectives as well, both the pros and the cons, and um, hopefully we'll be talking about more competitors to Zwift out there as well. What are, what are some of the other platforms like Trainer Road um, that, that motivate people in their workouts? I think, I think there's a, certainly a case to be made there uh, if you're looking at time, even more time efficient, maybe not as engaging uh, for, for some but uh, for those who are really hyper competitive, I think uh, some of those indoor training platforms like like Trainer Road or um, or others um, is is you know, a case to be made for those as well. Thanks for uh, listening in. Hopefully it wasn't too boring. And um, let's chat some more. It's Rob Britt signing off for the NorCal Cycling Podcast. joining this uh, episode one of the NorCal Cycling Podcast. If you want to uh, reach me with any ideas for uh, subject matter, any themes we should cover, uh, please send me an email at rbrit2020, R-B-R-I-T-T, 2020, 2020, at gmail.com. And I plan on touching on all topics, cycling from commuting, mountain biking, road cycling. Um, I'm certainly no expert in all these areas, but I think I'm uh, enough of an enthusiast in, in these areas to um, want to go a little bit deeper and share experiences uh, of mine and more importantly of those in this community uh, who are much more uh, experts in, uh, in all these areas. and. I've always found it inspiring to, uh, to hear the stories of others um, and see how they get by on a day-to-day basis on just um, expressing themselves through their passion, whether it be uh, commuting every day uh, to an office in San Francisco or uh, you know, taking a little discretionary time that they have and, and making the most of it with a mountain bike uh, loop from their, from their home. Up back up into uh, the canyon, um, back up into Mill Valley, um, you know, the loops we do on a day-to-day basis. So um, feel free to share and uh, hope to uh, have some
some of you on here in the future.